But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. We're back at it again here on 88.3 WHUTs. After further review, now we're going to go on the dark side of National Signing Day with David the Man of God Harris. Your thoughts on why kind of useless now and it's it's relatively simple and again i tease it on the other side it's basically because of the transfer portal now kids aren't committed the way that they used to and hate to sound like an old geezer but back in our day and when you put the pen to paper on the dotted line you said that you're going to stay now granted there were still some kind of crazy circumstances that, yes, you transferred to be home or kind of if you needed playing time, those are the two clear ones. But now is you can just transfer for any reason, whether football-related, not football-related. Now it's all about where can you get the biggest bag. <laughs> and so on top of um, on top of all the recruits that you're trying to sign, now coaches are thinking about who's in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to the coach from SMU earlier this week talking to a group of high school kids, kind of encouraging them to, like, how you know how do you make yourself stand out from the crowd? Obviously, it's academics, but it's also, are you better coming in as a freshman than someone who's been playing collegiate ball at whatever level for a year to maybe three years. So you're already coming up uh, you're already coming up, up against different competition coming in for your position battle. Now you're having to go up against a kid that's getting paid to come to your school. Yeah, it's it's tough because National Sign Day is, is the spotlight for these 17- and 18-year-old kids to be able to live out their dream of playing collegiate sports. Uh, you know, but kind of the way that the transfer portal is, will they be at that school, not even kind of to finish out the four-year commitment, but after a year or two? And then not to single out um, anyone in particular from this recruiting class, but you have kids that flip their high school commitments three, like two, three, four times, or flip their college commitments while in high school. So no telling when in college they're going to be like, eh, maybe I should have gone to this school instead. You know, do I want to, and going back to that conversation that we had a couple weeks ago, do I want to stay and fight and compete, or do I just want to, go somewhere else, and then I start from scratch, hoping that I'll have a job because you never know. Someone could transfer in. That's better than me. 
but just a tricky situation. Well, it's also changed. It used to be in February. Now they have the early signing period. And I remember when I was covering sports as a sports director here that signing day was important for football. Like they had specials, and they you knew that. And as you, as you mentioned before, before the, the transfer portal, you know, signing day was important because most of the time, most of the kids were going to stay two or three years. And, you know, I remember all the way far back as Terrell Pryor, where the, it was between Ohio State and Michigan. And it was going to the trajectory was going to change the programs and where he was going to go. And people always talked about Toledo always having the top Mac recruiting classes in football. And it wasn't someone that did become an event event about 10 years ago, I think. Between 2000, when did prior come in? About 2008? Yeah, 2008. I think 2008 to about 2000, before COVID. And then after COVID, the transfer stuff started to really change. I would say for a good 12 years, National Signing Day for football was kind of cool and awesome. And and, and it it was some kind of like the NFL, it was the offseason. Uh, topic to talk about to keep college football kind of relevant and it had an impact sometimes on the preseason rankings. Now with the transfer portal, you're right. You can go anywhere you want, transfer in, transfer out. You, yeah, you get signed up, but then now I think it's the matter of how many guys are going to stay. Because remember, we did a, a segment on this show before where we did a national signing day preview and then went back to see if the classes were successful. You go back three or four years, whatever senior class is up, you go and say, well, who was in that signing class? Oh, yeah, I remember this kid. He didn't, you know, survive. Or, man, that kid was really under the radar, and he actually become a, a key piece for some of these Rocket teams that, to win at least a regular season title in the division. Uh, but now you're right. It, 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 it's free game. I, I didn't even really pay attention to it. For one, it's in December now. They moved it back, which it should be back to February, but they try to do the early signing period. Not to mention, I think there's other factors, too. You moved it back to December. You're looking at the transfer portal of the the current season, the changes for the coaches as well, and also who's leaving early and not playing in the bowl game. I think having it in February kept it as its own entity as far as stuff to talk about, but I know some coaches wanted it to be earlier for recruiting purposes and stuff like that. I get it, but you're right. It is kind of getting to the point where it's kind of pointless. Well, here's here. Well, here's a solution that I've heard needs to be done. I mean, besides moving signing day back to February, don't open the transfer portal as soon as the regular season ends. That way, you know, that way they at least got to stick around for the bowl game. And then after that, things like okay, I can go somewhere else now if they're not happy. Because look, I'll admit I've been one for player empowerment, but this is just. But I mean, I've said it time and time again, it's become the wild west, and it's lawless right now. You've Very got, lawless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everybody wants to go transfer somewhere else. They're like, oh, I don't like here. I'm out. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm out again. So I mean, you just pretty much have to. I mean, just put some regulation on. Uh, just wait, tell them say, wait till after your bowl game. Then you can go. I mean, I think, I mean, that's not going to prevent the opt outs because those guys are trying to uh, protect themselves and prepare for the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I know there's going to be he, a lot of people who were old guy yelling at Cloud saying, You got to go out there and play for your brothers. I was like, Look, 
What what's what's a, what's a what's big what's a bigger risk? Mm-hmm. You you protecting your, yourself for the NFL or going out there for a meaningless bowl game, win some um, rinky dink trophy, <laughs> and then you possibly end up getting hurt. I mean, we've seen. I mean, it's really become a problem the last ten years where you see guys who played in the bowl game. And then they end up getting hurt, and then it pretty much screws their chances for playing in the NFL. Well, I mean, I can I can cite multiple examples. I mean, you can you look at somebody like like Jalen Smith, who I think was really the first one. His career was seriously threatened by a knee injury in a bowl game that didn't mean anything. Jake Butt at Michigan, he played in a bowl game that didn't mean anything. Hey, he got hurt, and that pretty much ended his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, if guys have, I mean, for those who don't, who probably don't have much of a chance to play in the NFL, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to go out there, show out, and maybe see if you can have a chance to go play at the next level. But if you're, if you know that you're good enough to play, it's like, it's like, why risk it? Yeah, I mean, if you're pl- playing in a meaningless game. But then, in the flip side. We, and, and I say we collectively, media fans, we say, oh, the kids don't have enough heart because they don't want to play for their teammates. They don't want to finish the season that they started. So we want them to play in all the games, but not when the games don't matter. Because I'm, I'm even thinking about this, and, and it came up because Jackson Smith and Jeeva, with, or kind of with the game when he touched down on Monday Night Football, everyone was saying, you know, Everyone was commenting with his post-game presser, you know, Ohio State made me build for this when he was the one that set out the bowl game against Georgia. So, like, you can't have that's because he That's because he was injured. Yeah, but there are some people that say, and from Ohio State fans, that he could have played that game. Like, I mean, do, do, we know, do we know that he could have played that game? I don't know. I would have to ask him. I would have to ask the Ohio State medical team. Like, I don't have direct contact with them. And I would, I would also have to go back to what the media game notes were saying about before that. But there there are some people that, you know, verified voices with credibility that had some problems with him saying, Ohio State, you know, built me for this when, I mean, you lost – you didn't beat Michigan while you were there, and then you didn't play in the biggest game of the year. But it, I, I can't – like, it's hard for me because I want players to be able to play whether the game – whether we think the game matters or not. It matters for them because they want to play out – they want to go out there with their brothers if this is their last hurrah, whether you're NFL caliber or not. It's, an, it's one more chance for you to play. Like, I never liked sitting out. I understand it, why people do it. It's for the financial reasons, but are you playing the game because you love it, or are you playing it? Are are you doing it for the love of the game, or are you treating this like a business? And sometimes I understand the business side of it, but if you love the game, you're going to take every opportunity to play. You're not going to sit out. No. A bowl game, because bowls are also spotlight gives you a chance to be on the platform for everyone to see how great you are, and you can get hurt 
at any point. You can get hurt in like we've seen a lot of players get hurt during the combine. So like you just never know when you're going to get injured. Yeah, I mean, pretty much it's turned all these bowl games into um, spring scrimmages. Because, well, I mean, right now I've got I've got Duke and Troy in the seventy six Birmingham bowl going on right now on my computer, and we all know that Riley Leonard, somebody who said portal, he's now at Notre Dame, and they probably had a couple couple other opt outs too. And you've got other, and you've pretty much got he may have a couple players from Troy that are out too. Who, but you have guys that are saying, but I think if you don't open the portal, that means okay, guys can't transfer her. So maybe that makes the product better her in the long run. And I know people are going to say, hey, you know, expanded playoff is going to fix this. But I'm honestly, I'm still hesitant to believe that it's going to fix things. Think so. We'll we'll see. I mean, they're just showing how many. Do guys better the portal? They're they have a wide receiver, the running back, some of their linemen, and I mentioned Leonard, who's now at Notre Dame. So I mean, it's I mean, look, that's really about the only thing that bulls are good for. It's just content to have on TV, background noise, and that's pretty much it. Also, quick mention Greg Saylor, who's wishing all of us a happy holiday. Thank yeah, you, I Greg. Saw that too. Yep. But so I mean we'll we'll see what happens next year because at this at this time we're gonna have the first round of the expanded playoff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're doing the campus sites, which again I've I've made it known I'm a little hesitant with that because I think a lot of the southern teams are gonna. Uh, whine and cry about having to come to the north and say, oh, we want to play in dome stadiums, which mm-hmm. something tells me that might, keyword, might end up winning out. But, again, we'll, we will see what happens. If the FCS schools can do it, the, the V1 players can stop crying and you should be able to play football, rain, sleet, snow, or hail. Mm-hmm. You chose to go... This is just pet peeve. Like, if you chose, you should be able, like we say every year, players say every year, any time, any place, any opponent will play you. But I, I agree. I think signing they should be pushed back to February. Transfer portal should not be open until after a national championship game. Because then at least, um, at least the high school kids should have an opportunity to have their day. Or maybe you do, eh, I would say you cancel the early National Signing Day, but we know ESPN is not going to stop that because that drives ratings. Mm -hmm. Um, But there there has to be some way to make National Signing Day mean something now that we have the transfer portal and now we know that NIL deals are basically going to dictate where a player decides to go or flip the commitment. Mm Mm-hmm. You're, you're a little upset, aren't you? Uh, a little bit because I I feel bad that because NIL is is start I don't want to say ruin the game, but it's starting to kind of change what collegiate sports is all about. Is it really the transfer portal or maybe the NIL? 
Because the transfer portal has always been around. You just had it. The well, rules the were NIL, yeah, yeah. The NIL is adding to the transfer, mm-hmm. like the transfer craziness. So I think it's more the NIL is killing mm-hmm. collegiate sports because now that everybody can get endorsement deals. I mean, um, the one kid I didn't want to throw through the ringer, Dylan Rayola, he's waited until he signed with Nebraska. I mean, after flipping his commitment 18 times and mm-hmm. transferring to 37 high schools. 37? Wow. Well, I mean, he, he played for four different high schools, and then he had this Nebraska was his third commitment after he mm-hmm. originally, I don't remember where he originally committed to, but then flipped to Georgia and then now flipped to Nebraska. And everyone in the in Georgia high school football was saying the guy's like mid at best. Like he's not the third best quarterback in the country. Um, well, I think the only reason he flipped to Nebraska is that's where his dad played. Nepotism. Yeah, and his uncle is the current offensive line coach. So, yeah. And then, you know, the NIT. But that was also where Matt Rule said a quarterback was going to cost 15, 20 million to get there, which, I mean, if it's, if it's that much to go to Nebraska, cool. The bag, the bag to go to Georgia is insane or Alabama, but, but yeah, it's, it's a different day and age that we're in. Um, yeah, Again, you gotta, it's almost like yeah, you, you just have to adapt to change, David. You're kind of sounding like the old man, get off my lawn kind of guy. But you're right. It, it, the signing day is kind of getting watered down because the NL, NIL, I don't know if it's really transfer portal, but I, I think it's a mix. Maybe those two combined. If you think, but I think a lot of problems would have been allevi- alleviated if the NIL didn't really exist or maybe there needs to be some restraints on it. Um, because you're right, you know, if you can go somewhere, think about it, Toledo's transfers. Now, I think they've done a good job with Toledo. We're bringing Toledo to prominence, getting us to the championship games. Some, one got a win, Daquan Finn got a win, and then a loss, and then Ray J. Dennis got us there and got a loss. But now they've gone on to greener pastures at Baylor as far as exposure and NIL money. Um, but I, I think, unfortunately, I, I, I will say this. I think it's going to become like professional sports where the group of fives or if you're not in the power conferences, you're going to be like the farm team system or almost a glorified JUCO where you come here, you you work on your game. If you're serious about your craft, you could be a legend or a star here at Toledo. But, you know, if you want to get to the big boys and play professional, you got to go to the big power schools. And I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to be like, almost like Major League Baseball where you have those three or four teams that are big spenders that are always in the playoffs every year. And then you got the other professional teams like maybe the Kansas City Royals who are almost like a glorified farm team in a pro league. Yeah, I mean, I truly think that's the direction it's going. And I've I've made it known that I don't, I may have sounded like get off my lawn guy I wasn't talking about it, but you know, that that's what it's come to. I mean, until we get some guardrails in with NIL, which it kind of leads into in college football, there is no central governing body. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's basically like horse racing. You don't have somebody centralized setting the guardrails up mm-hmm. saying, this is how things are going to be and you're going to abide by it. And if you don't like it too bad, that's, I think we need, I mean, I think even Chip Kelly has come out and said how much of a, 
whoa, anarchy system it is. So I think in the future we're going to have to have a college football commissioner just to oversee things, say, here's where we're drawing the line, deal with it. Well, it's definitely, definitely easier said than done because... I mean, I don't disagree with you, David. Yeah. They're going to keep pushing it and pushing it. Mm. And honestly, and I want to give credit where credit is due, but I can't remember who said it first. Mm-hmm. This We should basically not call it the transfer portal and just start calling it free agency because that's essentially what it is. <laughs> now with the NIL deal money in. Yeah. Players are going where they can get the quote-unquote best deal for a year, two-year deal, maybe three-year deal, and how much money. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, the way it is now, it's basically like free agency during the regular season. I mean, look, David, could you imagine if the NFL had free agency in the regular season where, let's say, um, T.J. Watt, for example, he's with the Steelers, and then the next week, He's gone to the Bears. Don't put that curse on us, rookie Bobby. I'm just, I'm not, David, I'm not trying to put a curse on you. I'm just, I'm just using that as an example. I mean, it's, it would be a complete crap show. No, we no, don't. No, I agree. I just, I just don't want to think about TJ leaving because he's basically our entire defense. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't, I don't, hey, I don't, I don't want, I don't want, hey, I, in no way do I want you to have to go through that either. I mean, that, I mean, you probably, if anything, you would probably use the example to say Amon Ross St. Brown would go from the Lions to the Eagles in the regular season, and I wouldn't want that. No. Yeah, I mean, the way, the way that the NCAA is starting to turn, it's starting to basically turn into, yeah, like you said, free agency, and then in the offseason, it's basically like the NFL or any other of the professional major sports where it's sit down with your agent and you discuss financial terms. And it's wild because we have 18, 19-year-olds getting paid more than the guys with professional contracts just to flip the school for another year. It's, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, looks like we're going to be moving on. What's the next subject? Well, let's see. Do we want to go winner? We can either go winners and losers or continue our airing of grievances with the Detroit Pistons. Now nah, we're going to go winners and losers. Keep it with the football. We'll do the Pistons last. Yeah. Right, and plus, we also have to do our NFL picks as well. well. Yeah, we'll get that in there. So we'll go winners and losers, Pistons, NFL pick them, done. Yep. That's just, that's that's it. Jack. Yeah, the fe- the festivus edition of winners and losers. I'd li- I have uh, I want to hear David's airing of grievances. Say, except David, I'd like you to say with your losers. Say, I got all these problems with you people. Well, I have ninety nine problems, but sports ain't one. So <laughs> that doesn't really affect me too much. David, anything else? No, just again, congratulations to all those kids. To sign the dotted line. Hopefully, you're still on the roster in a year's time, but again, transfer portal. No, oh, we also got the FSU suing ACC back for future of collegiate sports. All right. that, I think we probably hit that in the winners and losers, too. Okay. Listen to 88.3 WTTs. After further review, if you missed the segment, make sure you check us out on After Further Review 
Sports Show on Facebook, live in the studio here over the radio airwaves, 1130 to 130. Or listen to us on SoundCloud and on iTunes, where we post each segment for our podcast. Coming up next, NFL, college and NFL winners and losers. Next on 88.3 WGs after further review.